you by Happiest, the number one place to go for premium CBD that's not going to break the bank. It's locally owned and sourced here in Utah, and it is safe for work, meaning there is no THC, so you don't have to stress about that if you're worried about it. They have something for everyone, and I'm personally using the number two, Broad Spectrum. Love it. Use it every single day. Head over to HeppiestMed.com. That is H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. Chris, welcome back, brother. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me back. Oh, so it's been, I was just checking out, you were here about two months ago, right? Heck yeah. And we were, we covered a lot. We did what, three hours? For real. It was the longest interview I think ever. Yeah. And it was great. Like I, I loved every minute of it. Every minute. I really felt like uh, I had great reception from everyone who watched it live. You know, the video. You know, what kind of feedback did you get from it? Fantastic, dude. Everyone loved you as a guest. And, like, Heck yeah. you know, it's that whole mentality of there's just not a lot of really good people out there anymore. And For everyone real. I talked to, I did Chris Sunday. Like, that was a great episode. He's a good fucking dude. I'm like, dude. He is. You guys don't even know the half of it. <laughs> don't even know the half of it. So yeah, the reception was fantastic. And, Heck yeah. You know, we even... God, I'm trying to think of everything we covered. We covered Jackie Chan. For real. Which is exciting. We covered the Princess Diana's dress. Covering Kanye. We dabbled into Caskey, which we'll get into tonight. That's, that's, <laughs> that's been going crazy for you. Um, for real. Paranormal. Um, Iris Place. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Yeah, Iris Place. Iris Place. Heck yeah. How's business been for you? Oh man, it's been awesome. Um, I'm surprised. You know, uh, we're still booming through the pandemic and the winter and everything. So I'm just grateful for our loyal customers and the people are still finding us out and don't know anything about us till today. You know? Yeah. So, um, and I've been in there a little bit more often than usual. So I've actually got to interact with the customers and they're like, who are you? You know, I've never seen you before. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Usually on the internet, you know, advertising and everything. But um, yeah, so it's, it's real cool to see all the happy, smiling people. And it was funny, one of our customers came in today and he was like, hey, when are you guys gonna start getting the art classes going again? Cause he's like, my child, you know, really loves doing art and it's really into superheroes and everything you guys are about, you know, and he was like, you know, he's getting bullied at school yeah. and doesn't really have a fun outlet, you know, besides being at home and stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, actually we're, you know, getting ready to gear it up again. You know what I'm saying? Reach back out to, you know, our in-house artists and, and, uh, and get our classes going again, you know, and, have something fun to do for the kids and grown-ups and communities so i'm like just can't wait to uh it seems like winter's hopefully almost over here in utah but you just never know Dude, it's been such a weird one like we were <laughs> it was starting to get warm and i'm like okay cool like we can finally get back to like chilling outside enjoying like the weather and then <laughs> next thing you know we get a week of full snow and then i don't know but it's I think we needed it because it's know not as horrific as it was last year. I, I'll yeah. never forget last year for the rest of my life as horrific as that snow was. <laughs> and then the earthquakes, dude. <laughs> Don't last forget year, about the earthquakes. Last year was the weirdest year. Wow. Just well, oh weird. yeah. 2020 was last year. Yeah, 2020. We survived. How could we ever forget that year? <laughs> we survived 2020. 
you barely, know what? but we did. For real. Matter of fact, I always kept telling myself that at the end of last year, I was going to get a t-shirt that said I survived 2020. And I've yet to do it. I'm about to do that like ASAP because we literally survived 2020. <laughs> you know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and like a really weird perspective to think about. We survived and went through a year that will be talked about for the rest of human, human history. Human history. Like, <laughs> we, like, they will study 2020 not only for like the politics, the movements, the the earthquakes, the weather, but the pandemic, like the fire tornado. Yeah, the fire tornado. The, the bees. <laughs> the killer bees. <laughs> the killer bees. Everything was trying to kill us. Dude, twenty twenty. The weather, the animals, yeah. the, the earth. Like, it's wild. It, <laughs> it's gonna be weird. Like you know, fifty years from now, when we're old, retired, and living the life, and you know, we see these kids talking about like. Survived 2020? Did you get COVID? <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like a lot of years had a lot of things that happened in them, but I don't know too much more of an eventful year than 2020. I mean, major sports were shut down across the board. Like it was the first year there, you know, wasn't, you know, championships. Yeah. For, and just like all kinds of things that just, you know, happened that never happened in human history and obviously altered the course of human history forever. Oh, so. <laughs> sure. That's the, that is a weird one to think about is like, what, what does it look like if 2020 was like, even just like semi normal? Like, even if we cut out the pandemic, like what, what did 2020 look like for us? For real. Like it would have been, I don't know. It's one of those things though, right? Like, I think you have to try and find silver linings and all the. Oh yeah. You got to find the joy in suffering, yeah. you know? And I think, uh, you know, the silver lining to it, you know, is, you know, I, I think there's a couple things. I think at least for one, you know, people have the time, you know, now because a lot of people are like, I don't have the time to read a book or, you know, um, paint or study filmography or be a lawyer or whatever, whatever, you know, and now, you know, it's like you had over a year to really, you know, find out what makes you happy and stuff. So, you know, and then, um, yeah, and it's crazy too that I think uh, the travel thing was just wild because it got shut down, but still you could travel some. Like last year, I traveled more in my life ever than I did any other year in my whole life. And I didn't get COVID. You know, I went to a two day music festival in the desert. You know, it was around like almost 400 people mm -hmm. and been in different states on planes and, you know, just everything. So it's, and I'm, I don't know, it's, you know, wild time <laughs> right well, i definitely think that it's one of those ones like i i think that kind of how we look back on different time periods like the renaissance and like you know the big movements in human history i think 2020 is going to be one of those where a lot of people realize like a there's a lot of problems in society and b it's not impossible to chase your dreams you for know, real because I, I see so many more people because of covid because of either you know having to be quarantined or they're starting to realize like how much time we really do have and how much time is wasted doing shit that's not important and like you could i don't care what anyone says you can be whatever you want to be for real especially if you just focus in on it and take the time and i think with everything calming down and giving people that time they've had that time to more focus on hopefully what they really love 
and then have the time to actively pursue it because when you're trying to pursue something that you love uh, pre-COVID, it was you know harder. Things was always moving, hustling, bustling, and and uh, stuff always going on. But now it's like with your schedule clear for uh, uh, for who knows how long, you know, more than what it used to be. You know, a lot of people aren't going on vacations. They're not traveling. They're not going out to eat. Right. Not going out to movies. So they got more money. You know, and hopefully people are investing that money into things that will make them more money, you know, and, and kind of get out of the rat race. You know, a lot of people are waking up to a lot of truths and really like, you know, I think there's like a really collective movement going on right now um, with information and, and people being at home more and being on the Internet more and being able to look into things more. A lot of people are working from home now. A lot of jobs, you know, sent them home if they can work on a computer. So you know, there's not that driving time. So as soon as you're off work, boom, you're home. Right. You know, you got time to look into stuff, you know, and, and question things. And it's like, you know, uh, this thing with uh, GME and uh, GameStop with the stock market really, you know, revolutionized a lot of things where a lot of people get together on Reddit and was like, hey, you know, and then changed, you know, history and boom, overnight, you know, drew up, drove up the stock. Yep. That's like, if they could do that once, they could do it again. You know, back in the day, it was hard to get in the stock market. You had to be rich and powerful and have connections. Now, you know, if you got a cell phone and and uh, download a couple of apps, you can get invested into it too. You know, and there's right. different schools out there that have mentors that teach you how to do it. And you can do live trades with them, so it's like Learning kind of copy paste profit. It's not that hard. So uh, we do have a comment, uh, Marcel. I would like to apologize for your loss. Um, I don't think that we're trying to play down the fact that COVID wasn't terrible. I think we're just trying to find the good and the evil, the good and the bad. For real. Like in Buddhism, you got to uh, enjoy the suffering. Like if you're in jail or something's happening to you, a hurricane took your house or something, what are you going to do? Sit around and, you know, eventually got to get pick yourself up and make the best out of it. You know what, yeah. you know. So, yeah, hopefully people made the most out of this time out of COVID, you know. Yeah, and for everyone who had a rough past to deal with, because, I mean, I, I have I have people that I know who, you know, had relatives that passed away, and, you know, it's, I hope that they're able to find, I don't know, it, it was a tough time. Like I said, 2020 was a fucking brutal ass year. For real. I lost my dad um, in November of last year. Yeah. That was wild. <laughs> yeah, no, you told me about that. It's... For real, right before Christmas and everything. It's just like, how could it get worse? That's why I never ask, you know? But right. uh, I think uh, at least he got to go the way he wanted to at home and my mom. And I got to visit him a couple of times, so I'm thankful for that. But yeah. for real. <laughs> it's, it's a... Like I said, we'll... We'll look back when we're, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old and be like, man, what a year. For real. And like so and so many businesses were lost. And for the businesses that made it through, it's like, man, if you make it through COVID, you make it through anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, like you said, like, um, I think it's a great opportunity now for business, too, because it's like the Great Depression. Things were shut down for two years. But then after the two years, what happened? The Roaring Twenties. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Flourished. everyone's ready to go out and blow money fast and have a good time. So it's like, this is, 
It's not going to be like this forever, nah. you know? <laughs> what's up, Dalton? Good seeing you, my guy. Hey, fam, what's up? <laughs> Love Dalton. Good guy. For real, real good. Congratulations on your progress. I've been watching you, fam. Proud of you. Yeah, absolutely. For Enjoy. real. No, I, you know, I, I think that if anything, if anything to take away from 2020, humans are stronger than we thought we were. <laughs> For real. Because I, you know, I, I remember that first, like, little, like, February, March of 2020 when, like, the panic started hitting. Oh, yeah. And, like, everyone really started freaking out, but we were able to gain composure. Like, I, there was people who really thought that was doomsday time. Like, it was time to, like, go get as much stuff as you can and let's hold for real it. then we run out of toilet paper yeah. for a, a week or something yeah dude. i remember seeing videos of people fighting in the store for toilet paper and you know i i'll be honest with you i fell for the well i don't say fell but like i was definitely a part of the craze a little bit like i went and got like boxes of ramen and you know canned goods and stuff because i'm like dude what if you know what if i mean i don't want to be the one who's not prepared for real <laughs> Oh, B Bert, shout out. Said good things from 2020. I got engaged to my best friend, XOXO. That's my fiance. B Bert's my fiance. Heck yeah. Shouts out. That's what's up. (laughs) So I want to hear, apart from COVID and all the sad and the good, what is going on with you and Caskey lately? (laughs) Because if you guys aren't familiar with who he is, you guys need to hop on board. If you listen to rap, hip hop, anything in that genre. For real. I mean, I really think that he has the potential and the drive to be like the next big big thing in the music industry for real me too that's why i'm like so excited and so tuned in to everything that he's doing i mean i always have been uh, the ones that have you know been following him i think always knew he'd be big um but yeah it's like it's like this is uh feels like his year you know he's really popping off and making big moves and just working hard constantly. I mean, that's why I respect him is, you know, he keeps it real and he's just working hard, you know, and he's not out there promoting uh, gang violence, guns and drugs and, you know, all this wild ass shit, you know what I'm saying? He's, you know, like a true artist, you know, Mm -hmm. and he does hip hop, he does rap, he does R&B, he does uh, like metal rock, Mm -hmm. Uh, he's, got two poetry books he paints has a clothing line like he's a real artist and then uh it was so amazing because back in november me and my wife got to interview him at our restaurant and he had just got off the plane from working with uh yellow wolf for the first time and um it it was just so amazing because i know he's always wanted to work with him for him to finally accomplish that you know, it's so beautiful. And then since then, it's like, it almost seems like almost every day, you know, those two are either in, in the studio together or having an album release party or, um, you know, got the, they had, I think it was the number two pre-sale in the world. And then the number one rap album, even right now, yeah. as we speak and, uh, and hats off to the whole team, you know, everyone that worked on it um uh tasty beats and legit looks and um money bag montage and and um man just you know all the people that you know put in to everything it's just amazing 
uh, body of work, this mm -hmm. new album that came out. It's like every song is a banger. Just the intro is called just the intro because everyone's like, this is just the intro like right. this is hard <laughs> no there's something about the slamerican team too like all those guys are just not only are they super talented but it's not it's not like this push for the violence you know for real and and i think i think the coolest thing about cassie for me like i didn't know about him until you so I'm a very new Exactly, and that's what fan. I thought was funny is I wasn't familiar with Catfish Billy, yeah. you know, Wolf, you know, until Caskey, which is kind of funny because he's on the, you know, uh, spectrum of, you know, being more well-known and everything. Right. So it's funny how that works out, you know. So mm -hmm. I wonder on Wolf's side how many new fans he got from Caskey that are like, you know, never even knew of him, you right. know, really, and you know. or I think the thing that I really like about him a lot is if you guys look up a picture of him, right, like fully tatted, you know, but is so like he's breaking the stereotypes, right? Because there's we still have stereotypes in 2021, which is terrible, terrible or terrible. But like he's breaking the mold. He's making like a guy who's fully tatted like it's a good it, it doesn't make who you are. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be a negative stereotype, yeah, you it, know, or. Yeah, it's like, and what I love about him is, since I've been following him, like his clothing line, like he makes his clothes and he went to a laundry mat and just like took over the whole damn laundry mat and put the clothes in there and put muddy water and then we cut them up and everything. And it's yeah. like, that's real art. That's real. You know, it's like one thing to, you know, get merch from their online store, but sure. he goes and like puts muddy water in it and cut it up, putting his energy into it. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother level you know what i'm saying so that's what i want to be like you know that's why i'm doing i'm doing my own clothing line label and i aspire to be like casking and be like something different but be real personal and stuff but then i see what wolf's doing and like damn i want to you know make my shit so personal you right. know what i'm saying that you know i don't even know if i want to have my stuff mass produced that you could buy at kmart or walmart because I'm not a machine. I can't make a shitload of shit. But if there's a way I could personally be there to right. you know, touch a lot of it that's coming off of it and putting stuff on it. But I just love art and all its forms. Um, Kasky just made like a couple limited editions of some wallets and I got one before they oh, sold it yeah. out. For real, it's so cool. It's like, you know, I was like, damn, that's so awesome. That's a great idea. Put art on a wallet because that's leather. It'll last forever. You yep. know what I'm saying? And it was cool because mine, put a dinosaur on it. And um, and he only made like I don't even know like maybe seven of them or something, but yeah, it's like I'm like uh, now coming become like some kind of like um, representative or agent for him out here, you know. That's like you know he's uh, making a lot of moves, and so like you know people need features from him or want uh, to do a music video with them or uh, something like that, you know, it's like a lot of people are realizing that it's like, I've been saying this for a couple of years now, you know, if you would have got a feature from them a few weeks ago, it would have been one thing, but now it's double since, you know, the album dropped, so, and he's been telling y'all, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing that I like the most from watching your interactions with him is like, you've legit been telling everyone for, like I don't even know how long. Like, hey, you guys, need, this guy needs to be on your radar. Like, this guy's real shit. This is a rap and rock star at the same yeah. time. And then like now, a folk legend. Now that he is exactly what you knew he was, <laughs> everyone's like, hey man, like, 
why don't you get me in touch? And you're like, wow, where were you, you know, three fucking years ago, bud? <laughs> it's just, it, it's cool to see that transformation, though. I think that he, having more guys like him in the limelight are just going to be super positive. For real, because the music industry is craving for something different than just your standard, you know, industry, yeah. you know, mold and stereotype and everything. And, and that's what I love about him. Like, uh, one of my favorite songs is Voice of God. And, uh, you know, the lyrics are something like, you know, I heard the voice of God and he said, uh, be yourself. And then he's like, I heard the voice of God and she said, be yourself, you know, and it's like, and uh, I made you the way you are, you know, and things like that. It's just so beautiful, you know, and so it's like a, a different breath and energy than what we're used to in hip hop and rap. And it's like, in no other genre of music do artists get murdered and yeah. in hip hop and rap. Like, you don't see that happen in country and, you know, jazz and, you know, all this other stuff. So it's like, that's why I'm so grateful that, you know, it's not one of those people that advocate you know, gang violence and, you know, all that shit. Yeah, you might see him with a bazooka and a music sure. or something, but what rapper doesn't? But he's yeah, not out there, you know, gang banging and throwing up, you know, signs and all this shit, you know. So it's like, you know, it's, it's you know, refreshing. Like I said, it's not just rap, you know, it's rock and um, R&B and just, you know, beautiful. So That's what I love about, because I don't even know what, I don't think you can put him or even Yellow Wolf or any of those guys in like a genre like for real. I know box people, like yeah because it's so it's so vastly different like and then for them to combine yeah it's just like because <laughs> like like you know a lot of people will say Yellow Wolf is a rap a rapper but like if you go listen to his last album I think he has some of the best country music I've heard in like the past ten years yeah you know like whiskey in a bottle. I don't even like country music and I fucking listen to that song, you know, and it's just, it's awesome to see. Cause like, I think post Malone, what, whether your opinion is positive or negative, you know, he's still one of those, like, I look at him as a good guy in the industry cause he's positive. He's nice to people. He's interacts with fans. He's not like negative or pushing violence, but he's also trying to break that mold of like, Hey, I can make these pop songs, but I can also make emotional R and B or I can make, rock or i can make country like he says he wants to do his next album is gonna be country heck yeah and you know and i like seeing that from artists who can be multi-faceted in their in their art because it just it shows how truly talented they are and i think cassie is one of those people for i real. think that three years from now we're gonna look back at his discography and we're gonna be like jesus christ like he is so like he can do a little bit of everything for real, and there's so much unreleased music. If you follow him on Instagram all the times and see all the stuff that he hasn't released and stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, imagine if you got all that out too. It's like, and that's what I love about uh, him and people that I look up to that when I look up to people, it's mainly just their work ethic, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that's why people respect me is just my work ethic, you know? I just like to work, 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 and, 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 and not only, and not just, you don't maybe have to work all the time to be successful, but it's also about how you work and how you move, and especially in these industries. And it's, you know, it can be really hard to try and stay true and, you know, to yourself. But at the end of the day, it's so much more worth it because you just learn that the more you are yourself, the people that don't align with your vision and your dreams 
are just going to, you know, move away and fade away. And the people that are about what you're about will attract to you. It will Absolutely. naturally just start coming to you if you just stay true to it. You know what I'm saying? But if you try and fit in or lie to be cool or, you know, whatever, whatever, just... I, I couldn't agree more with that because, like, there's, you know, in the podcasting world, you know, there's... Everyone has a podcast now. And it's so easy to tell the ones who are in it for the wrong reasons. For and the real. same thing I imagine with the music industry. You know, how many people, you know, we know Utah has a huge DJ scene and a huge music scene now. And, like, how many people go in it and get, like, super bummed out because the money's not there yet. And it's like, if, if you could walk in and make money day one, everyone would be fucking doing it. For real. You know, and it's <laughs> definitely, I, I mean, I, I see you grinding more than anyone I know. Heck yeah, you know, appreciate at, it. it. means a lot. You're out there fucking busting ass. But I agree with you. Like there's there's a there's that line of like, hey, I'm grinding hard as fuck and I'm busting my ass, but I need to have some fun too. For real. You know? <laughs> I need to have I need to go be in music videos, you know, have some fun like you're doing. And for real. I think that if you guys don't aren't following Chris yet, like you guys need to fucking get on board because it's just it's it's positive. I have never seen one of your posts yet where I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a bummer. Like, you're just not, I, I don't know if you're ever negative. I don't know. For real? <laughs> you know, do you have a bad day? I don't know. Fuck. For real? But I, I couldn't agree with you more. The more that you become your unique self and the more that you just are genuine to, like, you and you can look in the mirror and you're like, I'm happy with that person. For real. You'll attract that same energy and then the boat, like, you ride the tide rises with the boat you know like you'll just level up your friends will level up like your crew levels up and everyone starts getting even more happy and more ambitious and more opportunities arise and next thing you know you're living your dream exactly and then once that happens it's like man it was all worth it yeah. all the hard work all the sleepless nights because people see the success but they don't see all the shit you got to go through because a lot of times especially us in the entertainment industry, it's hard to show that side yeah. because then people judge you even more, you know, and put you down and talk shit or whatever or whatever, you know, so it's always, you know, you got to try to portray this nice, good image and stuff. And so that's why it's like, you know, it's been nice because recently I've been able to like reveal more of like my life that's like, you know, it wasn't so squeaky clean, you know, and I went through a lot of shit, you right. know, physically, mentally, um, you know, all kinds of shit. So, you know, it's good to like, you know, get it out and off my chest because it was, you know, scary, but I felt so much better. And then the people that reached out to me that have been through similar situations were like, oh, you know, I really, you know, enjoyed hearing that because you sounded um, more like a survivor than a victim. And then they would tell me like what they've been through and, you know, how it was similar and stuff. And then it was like, oh man, you know, it's a lot less, I should have been a lot less scared and should did a lot earlier, you know? And so it's just like, yeah, it's um, it's just been a wild ride, and I feel like I feel like I finally I feel like I'm rich, and I feel like I finally made it because you know I'm getting paid to do what I love and everything, and and I just have enough to pay my bills and have enough money left over to you know have gas and food. You know, I'm not like you know making a million dollars a year or anything, but I feel like I am. You know, I'm happy. Right. You know, and so and that's why I just tell people it's just. I saw this quote the other day and I'm like, I attribute, I think a lot of my success to that mindset that it was like, why worry when you can believe? 
you know, and like, and that's why I just always did my cleaning company, entertainment company, our restaurant. It's like, yeah, you know, shit looks bad, you know, for a lot of months, don't even know if you're going to pay the bills, whatever, whatever. But as long as you believe and you try and everything, it's like, that's the whole point of having your dream come true is you got to try, you got to make the effort, you got to take those baby steps, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and then I've looked into a lot of people that have uh, went viral and made it overnight. And they're like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I got to go viral. That's the key. And it's like, no, that's not the key. The key is having a good team around you. There's people that go viral and get a million followers overnight, but if they don't got a team to help them, it yeah. don't mean shit. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you could pop off and be the next big, like, I don't want to name drop anyone, but you could, like you said, you could go viral. But if you don't have a foundation, what... What do you do with it? Yeah, what, what's next? Well, now you're gone. Yeah. You know, you didn't keep up with their son or some management will try and come in and have you sign your life away and they tell you what to do for the rest of your life yep. or something like that. So, And we live, we live in such a time period where, like, everything is – so if you don't – like, I, I don't want to disrespect this person, but, like, someone like uh, 420 Dogface, you know, who did the ocean spray video – and it went viral on TikTok and stuff. Did you ever see that one? Uh-uh. He was, he was riding a longboard, and he had a bottle of ocean spray, which is like fruit juice, and he was listening to, uh, gosh, I can't think, like the Fleetwood Mac. And the video went viral. Like, everyone covered it. BuzzFeed, news stations, because it just was like, it was right in the middle of the pandemic, and he was just so wholesome. He's just this happy guy. His name's 420 Dog Face. Like, he kind of looks like he'd be like, you know, into rap and hip hop and he's just so happy and he went viral and he's an example of someone who rolled with it properly. But I see people who go viral and they just don't know where what to, to follow up next. with because they yeah. don't have a base. They don't have like, they don't have a team. They don't have a, a vision. They don't know what happens next. And I think that's the biggest thing is like anyone I talk to who is either trying to make it in music or podcasting or any entertainment or running a business like there's a vision people yeah. don't wing it you know <laughs> and there's steps to take there's there's processes you have to create and follow if you really want to do it like if you go viral and you great that's an amazing opportunity but you cannot plan to go viral yeah you know you can't just be like this is going to be the one that goes viral that's not how it works yeah and that's where a lot of people miss out because they're afraid to do stuff because they're like is it going to be sensational enough or people going to like it enough or yeah. whatever whatever it's like who cares just create content put yeah. it out it'll get better eventually our people are like oh we don't want to put out yeah you know or whatever you know it's like you know yeah you can take time and make it look good but it's also about consistency is key and that's the new currency so the more you start getting it out there the more you start keeping it out there you want to keep it rolling you know and don't stop because then you know what was the whole point starting it? yeah <laughs> that's the thing that breaks my heart with so many people that i know who are like they either have this amazing idea or they're just they have this like untapped potential or untapped passion but they just feel like everything needs to be perfect yeah no one in any industry is perfect let's joe rogan for example for podcasting go back and watch his first 200 episodes and tell me you you can't look me in the eye and be like that's the perfect podcast because <laughs> it wasn't yeah it wasn't you know go back and look at what's a popular rapper right now that we haven't covered go back and look at i don't know that was maybe a bad example but 
someone in music industry go back and look at their first album like oh, yeah. non like non like public album well, that's go look at their see, EPs yeah that's why you'll see a lot of like uh, nowadays a lot of um, Instagram you know musicians or rappers or something once they hit a certain point they'll go and delete all their social media posts yeah and then they'll start all over again you know because it was you know look pretty horrific yeah you know? but who cares it's the point that you did it to now you got to that professional level but you're not going to get to that professional level if you don't throw a sign up on the wall and start fucking recording you yeah. know <laughs> it, it really it really is like i i can't tell people enough like baby steps like you said and just do it. Just consistency is key. Like, it, there's no other way about it. There's no other way to break it down. If you are consistent and you're passionate and you're genuine, whatever you're putting your energy into will pan out. For real. And with the baby steps, it makes you feel so much less anxiety and stress because you really forget how s keep it simple, stupid, kiss things can be. You know what I'm saying? You get back to the basics and you're like, holy shit, it's just so simple. But you're just so clouded with all the distractions and yep. all the bullshit. So it's like, that's what's been kind of nice with COVID to kind of have the time to, you know, have time to get more focused on things. Because then when you get focused, it's just like the sky's the limit, you know? <laughs> it really is. And I think that, I think that fear is really a interesting thing. And I, I just... You know, I don't know if we just got programmed to be so afraid of things like this, like, ch like so afraid to chase our dreams. Because, like, you know, we grew up in the same kind of era as far as, like, we follow this line of, like, elementary, junior high, high school, college, your dreams are made. But then we started realizing, like, what if I, what if, like, I just don't want to go to college? And it's almost like we were programmed to think, well, if we don't follow that, we can't reach our dreams. Yeah. When the reality is, like, that's the polar opposite. Yeah. And as we were talking about people waking up, like, a lot of people are waking up to that fact that, like, you don't have to go to college to open a business. You don't have to go to college to make content. You don't have to go to college to open up a fucking anything. Yeah. You know? You don't have to if you don't want to, and you don't need to be. Yeah, then it's only like a very few uh, professions require you to go to college. Like if you want to be an architect, yeah. or you know certain things. But if other than that, everything else is wide open. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you're dreamed to be a CPA, yeah, go to college. That's your direction. But if your dream is to open up a business and you want to sell stickers, you don't have to follow that traditional path. For real, it's so simple. It's like, who's your favorite rapper, Little Wayne? Start making Lil Wayne stickers. Yeah. Next thing you know, his fans are buying your shit, and one day he might shout you out. Yeah. And then boom, you got a quarter of a million. <laughs> Is there what we said or the vibration of what we said? <laughs> oh, we're back. Um, to go into that, if you're to catch where we're up, because I don't know where we lost connection. Age is not. Don't think you're too old to do anything, but we're live streaming on Twitch. The most popular people on Twitch are a lot older than you think they are. Yeah. You know, like Tim the Tap Man. He ain't in his 20s, guys. <laughs> For real. But you know what he's been doing? He's been grinding since he's been in his 20s. For real. A lot of people think I look like I'm 24 and I'm not. Yeah. I don't really like to talk about my real age, but I'm not <laughs> as young as I look. But that's, I think it's because I stay positive. I uh, do cold showers and uh, swim in cold pools and... And but um but yeah it's just like it's never too late and 
the more you get into it, the more you're going to advance, the more you're going to learn. Because it's so funny, like whenever you get into something, you think you have these ideas and then a year later, you're so much like, man, I'm glad I didn't do that, you right. know, or you're so much more, more educated than a year later, a year later. And that's why it's just like, it doesn't matter what you're into and how much you don't know anything about it that might scare you but like what scares me excites me because yes. it's like i get so excited because then once you conquer that fear then now you're like oh i'm not afraid to do this anymore yeah you know and then it's just like okay and then and then once you master you're like all right let me move on to something else that scares me and excites me and to go off of that i saw a quote that i love it says if you're comfortable you're not in a long-term situation for real because like Listen, comfort, in my opinion, and I've talked about this before, is the number one killer for ambition, dreams, desire, anything. Oh, yeah. If you get too comfortable, you're going to give up. Because comfort is easy. Yeah. You know? If you're making enough money and, like, you're, you have your house or whatever it is, you're, you feel like you're like, oh, this is nice, and you get comfortable – Time starts flying by really fast and those dreams and ambitions that you wish you would have started start like becoming in your head you're gonna be like oh am i am i getting too old no you're not but that's like that's the programming we have for real and to really be rich and successful and not that you have to be rich to be successful or to be happy but like if you want to have um a comfort zone for your money you want to have more than just one income coming in yes. because you could have a very successful company and wake up the next day and boom, it's all gone. And now you're back to square one scramble on how to pay bills and taxes and all this. Well, if you have four other streams of income coming in and one goes down, okay. Yeah. You know, you don't have to scramble and, you know, get back to, to working for someone else or whatever, whatever. You know, now it's like, all right, let me figure something out. But you still got three things coming in of money still. Yep. So, you know, if, yeah, if you just get comfortable and be like, oh, I got a successful computer company or, uh, you know, I got a successful company, you know, that's great. You know, but what's your backup plan? You right. know, <laughs> so. and I think I think hearkening back to 2020, we saw that a lot. Where, oh, yeah. You know, the people and, you know, don't get me wrong. It's heartbreaking to see people who put everything into a business and they lose it because of a pandemic that we couldn't predict. But sometimes it really pays off to start looking into other revenue sources because like you said, you never know when you wake up and things just go awry and you can't save your, your one business. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. If you don't have a backup plan or you don't have a second source of income that can at least keep you afloat or you don't have like someone who can help you like that's when shit gets really scary for real yeah i had a successful cleaning company and i was rocking and rolling i think i had like um one or two employees and and then myself and and i was making good money i think i was making like 50 dollars an hour or something yeah and everything was great and then i lost two accounts at the same time during christmas to no fault my own one just couldn't afford it anymore and did it in house and then one outsourced another cleaning company and underbidded me and i was like well could i come in with a bid and see if it's lower and they're like nope we already signed a contract you know boom boom and it was just like wow so i was like what am i going to do you know a lot of, times you know a lot of successful ceos would kill themselves you know like 
who wants to go back to work for someone else, you know, and when you've had that taste of financial freedom and success and, and not just for yourself, but for other people to give people a job and an opportunity and to see them grow and give them a raise and, you know, and, and everything and build a team and help people pay their bills and everything. And it's just like, it was so beautiful. And then to lose it all, it's just like, you know, but I, 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 uh, you know, went back and, and uh, worked for someone else. And as much as I hate it, especially the job itself, I was um, at a call center for an insurance company. So if people got in an auto accident, you know, they would call and, you know, um, file their claim. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's pretty horrific. You know, people are in the middle of an accident, could have broke their arm or their child died or they broke their back and, you know, and having to, you know, help them through that, you know, it's just like for eight hours a day, all day. It's rough. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, shout out to my friends that got me through that because it was just like, that's what I enjoyed, you know, going to work to see my friends. And yeah, I helped people file their claims and, you know, help them save money and, and other things. But, you know, it's like, it, it was pretty rough uh, mentally, you know, so. Um, I, I feel you on that, man, because I actually, um, I did collections for a good year and a half-ish, and it's just, I, it's tough every day for eight hours calling people and, like, reminding them that they're struggling. For real. You know, and, like, as good as... Like I won't name the company, but as good as they, as good programs they had to offer people, like it's still not mentally fun to make those calls and be like, hey, like by the way, what's going on? For real. Where's ours? You know, and like, it's just that was probably one of the roughest times for me too, because like, you know, it, like we were talking about mentality, like if you don't look for those silver linings or you don't you know keep that positive outlook negativity stacks for real you know it can be crippling yeah because like you have a you know, bad corona job. hit i was depression hit me bad like i i would i started drinking and the gyms were closed so i was gaining weight and our job sent us home and so i was like you think oh working from home is great and yeah you can find the joint but i mean I miss, you know, going to work with my friends and going out to lunch and before work, after work, the gym, yeah. all that stuff. So thankfully I was able to, you know, still keep up with some people outside of work. But, um, but yeah, I just was like, well, you know, thankfully I was able to just stop drinking cold turkey and lose a little bit of weight on my own and yeah. the gyms opened up, got back in there and, um, and just like, you know, got back to doing what made me happy and stuff. So, but yeah, it was just, it's uh, it's so much better when you figure out what makes you happy and you work for yourself because when you wake up working for someone else, it's like, oh man, I gotta go to work for the next eight or 10 hours or 12 hours yeah. or whatever, whatever. But when you work for yourself, you're like, hey, there's not a time in the day. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even want to sleep anymore. <laughs> exactly. I think, that's, I think that's something that, you know, because like entrepreneur lifestyle, like it's not easy. For real. You know, it's very demanding. It's very difficult. It's very... You're trading a 9 for 5 for a 24-7. Yeah. But it's totally worth it because if you want to take a month off... Yeah, you got the freedom. You can. (laughs) The the freedom's there. And now, granted, if you aren't on top of your shit, that freedom can be uh, easy to abuse. But it's... 
you know, I, I think that people see entrepreneurs and they see that they're more happy. And I think it's, I think their perception isn't that they're like happy because they're rich. Some of them, sure, but they're happy because they're like, they're doing it themselves. For real. And there's nothing holding you back from doing it either. For real. You know, just your mind. Yeah, just your mind. Like, you know, who was Jeff Bezos before we knew he was the guy at Amazon? He was another human. He was just a guy who had an idea. And I'm sure he had a hell of a work ethic and he made it big. For real. You know, and now he just, I think he stepped down from Amazon or something like that. And he's, what, the second richest person on the planet? For real. You know? So, like, what what if he had the mentality of, like, well, I don't think I can do it. Like, how do you even get an LLC? How do you start a business? You just fucking read. (laughs) (laughs) We live in a time period now where, like, we could have an LLC set up by the time this podcast is over. We could watch like four videos and have a business going. For a thing like $75 too. Yeah. (laughs) We aren't breaking the bank. You know, and a little secret tip for you guys when you open up your LLC, um, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with taxes. For real. And get some good tax breaks. Right off your cell phone, your gas, your food, 50% of alcohol if it's a business meeting. Those little uh, tricks that the 1% have been doing for a while are very coming into play now that people are sharing those secrets. And you start realizing like, oh, wait, so does Wes have an LLC for the podcast? Can he write off this as an office space and get tax breaks? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Is that all legal? This is a hobby. This is a business. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's all legal. That's all stuff you can do. And there's right off the computers, microphone. It's all business commodity. For real. You know, business assets. Yeah. (laughs) It adds up. If I, that water, Hey, I gave you some water. That's a business asset today. (laughs) You know, food, like it's, the gas it took me to get out yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, joking aside, like all that stuff are things that the rich have been doing and are 100% legal. And we're starting to realize like, why the fuck are we taking advantage of it? For real. And, <laughs> and most of the rich people came from nothing, came from poverty. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Most of them, their parents didn't give them a handout, you know, or they didn't get a large loan from a bank or if they did, they went through the proper procedures to do that, yep. you know, so, you know, <laughs> think, think of like one, an area that I always like to talk about is like construction companies. I know like people who own construction companies and they all started doing the same thing. They were construction workers and they're like, man, I fucking hate working for these assholes. And then they started their own construction company and now they're making hand over fist money and they're an entrepreneur and they own a company and they're getting all these benefits. Like, I, I promise you guys, like, there's a lot that is available to you that is just all benefits. Even if it's, you want to open up a business, like I said, to sell stickers. You, And then you can leave that to your children. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't have to go work for some, you know, someone that they don't like, you know, you can create a future for them and be like, hey, run this department or do this, you know, if they don't like it, then go, you know, whatever they want to do that they like, but at least they have an opportunity to come into, you know, a company that's already, you know, been built for them and stuff like that. So it's just like, yeah, it's just like amazing opportunities. Like imagine who are thought of the hula hoop. Yeah. I mean, how much money does that probably make? You know, it's a piece of plastic in a circle. Did you ever watch the documentary of the guy who made the, 
Do you remember? I don't even think they have many of them anymore. You remember like going to like the store and they have the twenty five cent vending machines? Oh yeah. Do you remember the crazy teeth? Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy is like worth like three million dollars. <laughs> For real. Like I'm sure a lot of you guys, if you're you know twenty plus years old right now, you remember going there and like you'd have like the candy one, like M and M's. Every once in a while, there was one that was like teeth you put in, like it was like rubber and. It made your teeth all goofy. Yeah, that guy's worth three million dollars. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and then and plus two, when you become an entrepreneur, when you do what you think you love, that might not even be your forever job because then once that frees you up and you get successful, then you can get into what you really love yeah. and you're like, Holy shit, you know, no, this is what I really like and really want to get into and then turn a business into that and again, you know, get three to seven forms of income so that yeah. way if one goes down, okay. Oh, you know? well, that's <laughs> uh so it's pink. Yeah, that's what we said. Seldom do rich people inherit money. It's something like seventy five percent plus of millionaires are self made. Yeah. That's For what we're real. saying. Like it's it's you know if money is your driving factor start a business like don't get me wrong you can do the traditional route and make a fuck ton of money but there's limit there's only so high you can go working for someone yeah. else you know it's like and then and what and what i think is cool now is like you know the it the american dream is to be a, a ceo but now it's really more turning into being a a, a stockholder because you look at Warren Buffett and yeah. he makes more money as a stockholder than most of the CEOs in the company that he's invested in. Yep. And as a CEO, you have all that responsibility and everything like that. So, um, and with being a stockholder, you have hardly any responsibility other than handling your own money, not, not let alone all the employees and federal regulations. And Well, and think about <laughs> the people who go the traditional route when we think like traditional long-term college people lawyers accountants doctors what do they all do they all create their own firms yeah you know like i'm sure they'll go and work for a company for a while but most you know doctors and lawyers they own their own firms that's the same thing we're talking about you know everyone who wants to be that like make that millionaire get into that millionaire mark gonna probably be self-made one way or the other and by becoming an entrepreneur for real what i suggest to people nowadays it's like be an entrepreneur and get yourself financially uh f free from having to clock in to someone else and then that way take that time to invest your time and money into other things whether it's stock or land or yeah. comics or cars or whatever and and then just keep building your empire Pokemon cards on deck for real, <laughs> because like I, I like if you look at like um, was it uh, uh, Elon Musk when he got his first big amount of money, he didn't go and blow it. He kept living the way he was living until he got his second big amount of money, mm -hmm. and then even still, you know, kept reinvesting, reinvesting. So it's like you know, a lot of the rich people you don't see him wearing chains and you know all this uh, expensive clothing usually you know they keep it very low key because you know they're not worried about blowing the money yeah it's like why are you worried about getting a lamborghini and thousand dollar shoes if you can't afford it like you once you get your money you want to get that and then invest and stack that up because if you go and get ten thousand dollars what's the point of blowing on jewelry and clothes and cars that's not going to make you money when you could take that money and if you would have invested into some stocks 
or some Bitcoin or some land or something that's going to make you money, then boom, if you make, you know, a quarter of a million or a couple million or something, now you can go and buy a car it, and own it. You can go buy a whole wardrobe and own it. Like, Well, then not only that, but like when you start getting a bigger stack of money to work with, the opportunities become even larger. It's, it's, exactly. it's, it's a scaling thing. You know, so like it's pink in our chat just said, if a person makes an actual effort to invest their money contributing 2K plus a month in an investment account that returns 15% a year will make you a millionaire in 14 years. And exactly. that is 2K a month for someone who has six or seven revenue streams really isn't crazy to think about. For real. 2K a month for a lot of people is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But like... But again, with baby steps, do 100 yeah. a month. Yeah, start somewhere. And then eventually 200 a month. It's like how I freed myself from working for someone else was like, I started off small. Like, I, um, I, after work, I would go and work for myself, you know, and, and educate myself and then get accounts and then go clean them after work yep. and then get more accounts, clean them after work. And then I, I had enough money. I quit my job. But I was like, no, let me stack some up. So in case one of my equipment falls apart or my car breaks down or whatever, whatever. And then by the time I left my job, you know, I was secure. I had several accounts. I had some money put back. I had plenty of equipment. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to bite off more than you chew. Like I remember one of my first strip in. dream home whatever that looks like your dream car you know your your or what the stream has no audio oh never mind oh got me scared for a second <laughs> um you know i if you have your dream car house you know you've done your you've done your trips you've traveled and whatnot i think a lot of people come back and there's two routes you like oh, I see people go. There's that evil route. Yeah, it's either evil and egotistical, right? Or well, it's not. It's give back. They want to give back to what 
helps them get there. You know, it's, you know, and I don't want to talk about the evil side because that's a whole different podcast, but like, I really think that when the money starts rolling in, there's two routes you fall under and a lot of people are starting to choose that route of, hey, well, what if I give people the knowledge that I got, the knowledge that I wish I had 20 years ago, the knowledge that made me rich? It's not a scam, you know? For real. But not a lot of people want to believe it. Yeah. And it's because they've been programmed not to and been beaten down and, you know, and, and you know, just it's, you know, it's hard. But if you if you're going to believe in something, you got to believe in it. You know, it's like, why worry when you can believe? And if you're not going to take that step, it's just like, you know, believe in a religion. If you can believe in in a in something like that, why can't you believe in yourself? Absolutely. You know, if you believe in something outside of you then why can't you believe in yourself and, you know, do right by you? If you're not happy, how are you going to make other people happy? Right. (laughs) Uh, It's Pink says, I'm 23 and I projected that in 12 years I'll be a millionaire. If the market has downturns, it'll be 15 to 17 years. I plan on investing heavily and retiring before I'm 50. Yeah. I mean, that's the dream. For real, which is pretty much the really only way to really go because if not, if you work for someone else, you just – never know when you're going to get fired or laid off or if they're going to go out of business you could have put in 10 years and ready to you know or put in nine years and ready to retire and then they go out of business or you know something so yeah. you're working for that 401k that is it'll be there but are you going to be happy with like a limit yeah you know yeah because i talked to a lot of um you know older people and I listen to them, they have great advice. You know, I don't know why society, you know, puts the elderly down so much, you know, cause it's like, they've been through it, you know, especially, uh, you know, some of our greatest generation, you know, people from the forties and thirties and fifties, we're lucky that, you know, if we're, they're still alive and we get to listen to them. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, um, you know, they, they think they can retire and they got enough money and come to find out, you know, it's barely enough money to maybe survive, maybe pay the rent. Yeah. If you want electricity and food and take your significant out on a date or something, you know, you got to keep working. Yeah. See, I would rather, (laughs) I I look at the lifestyle and mindset of like, I want to be able to take my trips and vacations and you know the dates and have all that fun like now like when i'm healthy and when i don't like i don't have to worry about my body not being able to like function because i'm getting too old for real like how are you going to go water skiing or jet skiing if you're 80 yeah you know if i retire at the traditional 64 like 64 is pretty old for real you know in the big i don't think that that's ancient for lack of better words, like 64, I know a bunch of 64 year olds who are spry and in better shape than I am probably right now, but you know, we, to wait that humans. long to live your life. Yeah. And then you're lucky if you got another 20 or 30 left. Yeah. And how many of those are going to be good years? Exactly. At that point, you know, so I mean, there you could live to a hundred, but when basically if you're working for someone else, you're trading, you know, about, 50 years of your life to enjoy maybe 20 whereas if you're an entrepreneur i mean really it shouldn't take more than five to ten years 
to really build something solid that's going to make you money while you're sleeping and then you can live the rest of your life the that's, way you want it. That's the big thing is like when you get to the point where you have enough enough sources of income coming in that you're literally making money while you're not working. And that's when you're just like, all right, well, later guys, Costa Rica sounds pretty fucking cool right now. For real. You know, it's just... And I really or, oh, don't. there's some Bigfoot sightings in Australia. Yeah, We're going to Australia, go. boy. Right, let's go. <laughs> UFO over New Zealand. I'll see you guys fucking there. For you real. Know, I, and I, tr- I truly don't think that it's... I, I don't think that that's a super hard thing to achieve. For real. I think we're just told that it's hard to achieve. So more, so not that many people try. For real. Yeah, I think it, uh, that's why, you know, the the 1% don't want you to know how they're doing what they're doing because then you won't be working for them anymore. Yes. <laughs> I agree with both you. Bieber and It's Pink. Those are great, both great sentiments. Um, let's talk gme what's been going on for you heck yeah oh my gosh it's been so amazing so many amazing things have happened just recently like literally in the past like week we've signed so many new artists um that it's mind-blowing and we got a new uh full-time intern um so i'm so happy and blessed with that um yeah, I mean, actually, I think tomorrow we're going to be announcing um, the new artist that we signed. I think what I could say right now in live is that we have, um, we currently have a male uh, rapper, uh, Lacurious, uh, aka Hot Boy Two Times, and then we're getting ready to announce another male local rapper, um, and then we have. Uh, for the first time ever, um, a female uh, performing artist uh, who does um, soul and pop. Oh! So I'm like, man, that's so awesome. And I like that for real. And we're uh, kind of getting back into our international roots because we originally started off with like reggae artists and salsa and a lot of Spanish influenced and Caribbean from Florida and everything. So um, we're reaching back out to. Uh, a lot of our international people that we started off with and getting back with them and talking about doing interviews and collabs and features and videos and all this stuff because you know in America there's so much rap and hip-hop that's saturated that really the market is more um, international and in other countries you know that's where they really pop off and and I've noticed it's funny because even uh, hot boy two times you know he just released some stuff and he's getting more traction internationally you know and so it's like so I think the future for us you know in the next year or two is I, I would really like to see us do like a tour and uh, instead of really I, I would think that in the next year or two kind of do like a little American tour you know, because it's kind of hard to travel right now. Right. But once it opens back up, I'm really excited to see us, like, go to other countries, like, go to, like, Italy or uh, France or, you know, places like that, yeah. London or something, because th- those people, you know, really uh, want to see rap and hip-hop artists, you know, and, and because the ones that are over there, it's, it's not a culture that's been there for a long time as it has over here. Right. So, um I'm really excited for that. So, um, 
Uh, and then my birthday bash is uh, going to be kind of our first Guerrilla Mafia entertainment show that we put on in Salt Lake City, Utah. Me and my wife used to put on like week-long festivals in Florida, like drumming festivals, and we had vet, like 20, 50 vendors. Yeah. And, you know, be out in a national forest for like a week, not, you know, a two-day festival, like a week. So we said this year we want to start, you know, start off small here and, you know, start doing little events and start, um, hopefully, if everything goes right, um, we'll be announcing soon that we're going to be doing, I think, like a two-day music festival um, that we're, you know, going to be partnering up with, with um, some people out here that have been doing it, and we're really excited to partner up with them because, uh, you know, the things they do are always amazing, so um, we're really excited to be part of that because it's going to be not just hip-hop and rap, but EDM, rock, country, because mm -hmm. there's just so much talent out here in Utah, Utah. so um, uh, if you know anyone that follows us, you know, stay tuned. We got a lot of exciting news coming up soon, but I'm really excited um, for my birthday bash. We're gonna have, I think, like eight uh, live performances. Um, we're gonna have some local rappers, and then we're gonna have, I think, uh, two female artists one that's um, uh, pop and uh, soul, and then another one that's Afro music. And she's from the Congo, if I believe right. So, you know, it's like, you know, someone from right. Africa singing Afro music, you know. So it's going to be so fucking awesome. For real. And then when, we're, when is it? Uh, it's going to be March um, 5th. I think that's the Friday. Yeah, March 5th. Next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> uh, downtown Salt Lake City. We're going to have um, some uh, cosplayers. We got... Uh, uh, a gentleman and his uh, lady are gonna be Batman and Catwoman and then we got another gentleman his lady uh, might be Batman Catwoman as well or like Superman and Poison Ivy they're still figuring it out uh, we have a confirmed uh, Deadpool that's gonna be uh, I can't wait because he doesn't just look like him he sounds and acts oh, like him man. so it's like you're hanging out with Ryan Reynolds you know <laughs> that's gonna be so fun for real he's he's a cool guy um, and um, I forget his TikTok but he's he's really popular on TikTok and has a lot of views and stuff so it's like he's just a character and just a really good guy you know and and, and I, I've always believed in him and loved him uh, and love following his journey because I'm like bro you are so that into that character that like people could pay you to live your life and just go around and show up to parties yeah. or movie premieres or whatever and just be you you know be ryan reynolds but be you being them you know i mean how hard is it to be deadpool and you know have a good time you right. know? so looks like you've got a question what's the rap scene like in europe um it's uh it's i've i've just been kind of researching uh, recently and it's like pretty interesting and different like the rappers from Europe it's a cool you know for me different new perspective of I, I kind of watched a, you know that Ali G movie a long yeah, time yeah. ago and they talk about you know European rappers and stuff so and then uh, rappers from like Korea you know they're you know definitely different and so um, I just I just love you know the music scene in different ways of it so um, I don't, it, was that the question more of like the rap in Europe or? 
But I, I, he said, what's the rap scene like in Europe? So I, yeah, so it's pretty prevalent, you know, and popular and, and, um, and different styles of it, you know, so, you know, because like out here, we got your gangster rap, your political rap, then your commercial rap, right, you know, and, and things like that. So um, it's definitely different. So I'm definitely excited to like, get more in that scene. You know, and, and and I've never really even thought of that, you know, recently that, you know, I've always been into the hip hop um, culture, you know, American culture. And, you know, for me, it always started with the, you know, it, you know, being the political movement, how right. a message, you know, the 80s and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it's like, it, I'm really excited to, because like, when little Wayne goes over there or anyone I've seen goes over there, it's just boom, you know? Yeah. So it's a whole nother level. And like you were saying, like, you know, the, the national scene is so much different. And like there's what's could be popular in different countries. Isn't normally, or might not be popular here. So for example, this was just in the news. I had no idea. You know who Drake Bell is? We did the TV show, Drake and Josh. It was so. like a, it was like a Nick, a teen Nick, like, I don't know, like a, just a little, like a high school show. Yeah. Okay. And Drake Bell was one of the main guys and he, outside of his acting, he had like a band and they did like rock music, rock type music, but it never really took off here. Like it was just kind of like, oh yeah, Drake Bell from that show. Like, oh, he was in a couple movies. Like he was never really... Popping. Popping, you know. Yeah. Well, I just found out recently that he has moved to Mexico, changed his name to Drake Chapa, like like a Mexican last name, like legally changed his name, now is doing shows in Spanish, and he says that he's like a fucking rock star in Latin America right now. Heck yeah. Like a straight up, like, his dream rock star lifestyle in South America. And I'm like who knows what like you know like just because and, and i'm sure this is easier said than done right like maybe if you're not popular in utah as an artist that might not mean that you won't be popular in idaho maybe that means you might not be popular or you might be popular in like texas or what if your shit like pops off in you know italy you don't For know real. until you can you get out there yeah yeah and you want to try and have a good home base because if you can't make it on in your city, then how are you going to make it anywhere else? But you don't. But everyone's always so focused on their city and blowing up in their city. And it's like, man, imagine if you, you know, just look at your your SoundCloud stats and you know, and your Instagram uh, algorithms and where your fans are coming from and be like, hey. I'm really popping off in Spain or I'm really popping off in Australia. Let me save up some money and go do a show in Australia. Yeah. Let me go do a show in Spain. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people are like, no, nah, you know, you know, or whatever. And it's just like, you got to think outside the box, you know? You do. And I think that, you know, now that we can track our analytics so well, like there is strange things like top shelfers on the back end, like non-live stuff, non-YouTube stuff. I have a probably like 20% of my listening base is out of America. Yeah. 20%. You know, like, <laughs> I would have, when I started podcasting, I would have never thought that would be a reality. That I have people in like, it's New Zealand, it's Australia, and it's a couple uh, places in 
Um, God, I can't remember where specifically. But it's like, I wouldn't have known that my stuff would have been popular in those areas. For real. Unless I made it available. For real. I mean, and then you start targeting your elk yeah. audience, you know, the people that are really tuning into you. Then you start catering to them a little bit more and be like, hey, well, you know, thanks for the love and support, you know. And, yeah. and then, you know, and if you miss out on that, then you're missing out on those opportunities, you know. It, it's, and I think like doing tours too, like, because I, I, I see it, right? Like, because I follow the rap and the industry around here in Utah. Like, I don't, I'm not involved in it whatsoever, but I, I like seeing up and comers and whatnot. And, you know, there definitely is that focus. Like you have to be big in your home city and don't get me wrong. I'm sure that's like one of the most important things, but if, if you you're limit, only focusing on one thing, yeah, I think you're it, only going to get one result. I think you can kind of equate it to like what we were talking about, like the different sources of income, but like as an artist, like what if like, yeah, you're super popular here in Salt Lake city. But what if you had these smaller streams of income coming in in like different cities like that's all gonna pay off in the long run yeah and I think that's another reason why Caskey's successful because every year he just would go to every state you yeah. know on his own dime you know what I'm saying like that wasn't a cash money productions that was out of his pocket you know yeah. and he makes his own merch and you know and then and sells it and everything it's just you know and, and every you know and then and it's like now he's popping off and you know people misconfuse fame with you know blowing up overnight and it's like he didn't blow up overnight he's been doing this for 10 years yeah. that's <laughs> like we talked about earlier that people don't see the the grind you know because we're so used to like in the instant they're like oh who's this guy getting his five seconds of fame it's like no that's the guy who's been grinding hard as shit for 10 years and he's getting his just dues you know people don't want to see that for real. <laughs> um, it's Pink says, seriously considering moving to Utah once I'm done with medical school. Love the Moab area. Come out here. Utah's, For real. Utah's pretty rad, man. For real. I moved out here from Florida just now. It's been over, se I think, seven years. And uh, it's one of the best decisions of my life because I was a die hard Floridian, you know, repping my city and, you know, live here, die here. But I saw a better opportunity for me and my family, and I was like, no, I'm going to take it, you know, and it's been amazing, you know, uh, pre-COVID, pre there was just so many events every day for networking, just so uh, for, you know, Comic-Cons, Fear-Cons, Silicon Valley, you know, all kinds of things going uh -huh. on, so... Um, and then the job opportunities and how safe it is out here. I mean, in Florida, you know, you have your rich areas and your middle class and your, you know, not so safe areas, but it's hard in Florida to find a job making more than nine or $10 an hour. You come out here, you're making 12, $15 an hour being a Jimmy John's driver, yeah. working at in and out Burger, let alone all the call center jobs they got out here and warehouse jobs and all kinds of jobs out here. And, and it, it blew my mind when I moved out here. It's like, man, I, I I never hardly see a car out here that's older than maybe 10 years right. or something, you know? <laughs> like, almost everyone has a new car out here. Like, yeah. you know, obviously it's good out here to live out here and have a business or even work for someone else until you start your business. Or if you like working for someone else your whole life and don't want to have to worry about building a company and a empire or having employees or you know whatever makes you happy but you know uh utah definitely is a great place to you know start a business or a family or come out here and find a great career opportunity 
there's great schools out here. Um, the roads are so clean and perfectly, you know, designed and everything that's easy to get to one place to yeah. another. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing place out here. And then, you know, the church has brought so many people out here from around the world. That's just a melting pot of different yeah. cultures and ethnicities and food and festivals. That's what I miss is the Chinese festivals, oh, dude, and Mexican festivals, so fun, African American festivals and gay pride festivals, you know, whatever, you know, just people getting together and getting out. Something there was, that's the thing that people don't see about Utah. Cause like, there's still like the outside source of Utah is like, Oh, that's where the Mormons are. Mormons are weird type thing. The reality is dude, Utah's fun as shit now. For real. Like there pre COVID there was an event every single weekend that was drawing hundreds, if not thousands of people. For real. We were finally getting to a point where like, Big name musicians were coming. Like we had the weekend that was coming last year during the summer. For real, you know, like everyone who was big was coming. All the comedians, like a lot of people, are like, oh, why are these big musicians coming on Wednesdays and Thursdays? And it's like because they're on the way to Vegas or Cali to get the big money, you know. But they're finally coming through Utah because, like, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, I'll make some money if I go out there. And you know, Silicon Slopes was mentioned. Yeah, I mean, we have all the big businesses out here now because our business tax companies are, yeah, and, are good and amazon's gonna move out here fully i think is a rumor that i read and i you know if you go down to moab it is so hard to beat nature down in moab for real and not only that but like me and you like we could literally drive like what like 12 minutes and we could be on a beautiful hike up the mountains oh yeah you know like it's it's i really think uh, someone says I heard Salt Lake City is going to be in inland port. Yeah, probably. What's that mean? Like a, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but like kind of like a junction for a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're building a new international airport. Yeah, or they just got done with it, right? Yeah, I think that it's finishing up this year. Yeah, I heard it's crazy. The yeah. stuff that they have there yeah the parts that i've been through because um this last year in 2020 was one of the most traveled years of my life and i love the salt lake uh new international airport like i think it's finally done being constructed but the parts i've been through is so beautiful and artsy and yeah. futuristic and beautiful yeah i think that you know if i i'll, I'll tell people now like because i i grew up here and where utah was like in 20 10 to where it's now is light years different for real the united nations came out here and did their yeah. first meeting ever outside of new york city here yeah and then the olympics is coming back here yeah. and, and it's just like it's a great place to be it's very exciting and it's so beautiful like in my line of work it's easy to have access to celebrities and uh athletes musicians because yeah. it's there's not it's not like that tmz feel out here and like people feel safe and don't have a lot of, usually don't have too much security or if they do you know they're you know everyone's respectful and stuff so it's not you know it's it's just you know uh your celebrities you know for sundance are just walking yeah. down the street in park city like nothing most of the time so. yeah and sundance even though it keeps getting bigger and bigger it still feels like it, it's not at the point where it feels tacky yet if that makes sense. Because, you know, there's, like, some of those things that got so big that it just feels, like, kind of tacky. Like, I eh, I won't say what I think. But, you know, Sundance is still, like, that 
homegrown like feeling where you can go and like co-mingle with like big wigs for real you know, like you could potentially see what's well, Spielberg walking around just chilling yeah and that's and and two you can see movies there before the rest of the world does yeah. like that's where uh Hollywood picks up a lot of movies yeah. and they're like okay let's run it the way it is or let's drop you know another five million in it and get Jennifer Aniston or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know whoever in it you know and yeah. add some scenes and whatever whatever and then boom then you finally see it but that's where you know a lot of uh connections are made and and i just love being around all the artsy people whether they're actors and actresses or film directors or photographers or sound i mean i was around danny i was doing security work for danny elfman like every musical man. score you know and every tv show or movie you know you usually see danny elfman it's yep. like man like Jack Skellington himself. For <laughs> real. <laughs> hey, thanks for the 100 bits, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's... I think that Utah really is, like... Now, the bad side of things, right? It's expensive as shit here now. For real. <laughs> you know, if, if you're trying to get into a house, good luck. And if you're trying to get into an apartment, an affordable apartment, good luck. For real. But... The thing is, the opportunities outweigh. You can still buy land out here cheap. Yes, <laughs> you can. We could go. There's land for sale like 50 miles north for like pennies to the dollar. For real, <laughs> you know? that's so, where it's really at. You know, yeah, you can buy your own home, but if you don't own the land, then it's like, what's the point? You know. <laughs> so, how much are the houses? Um, so I live. I don't know, like. 12 13 minutes from downtown salt lake city um the house that i'm in now is a four bedroom two and a quarter bath and it's up to probably close to 400 now and that might not seem like a lot but it used to be you know this house was purchased for 198 Oh yeah. You know, if you're looking for like anything from that Salt Lake to like Draper, you know, depending on east side or west side and how many bedrooms, like you're not gonna touch anything for under three hundred right now. Yeah, from what I understand, like the new pop in area is gonna be like Ogden. Yep. And um the areas around that. Because yep. a lot of people are still moving out here from Cali or Texas or you know, whatever and we're you know Salt Lake's already built out, so I'm hearing like Ogden's gonna yeah. be like, pretty much like the new Salt Lake. Oh, I do you get up to like Layton and Clearfield area much? When I can, it's the all it is now is new homes and apartments, yeah, everywhere. Oh, yeah, it, it's pink. You live up in Washington, right? Like that's Seattle, Washington, yeah. The yeah, Washington area, area is like I think that I think the breakdown now is I think California is still the most expensive. And then Washington, Oregon, and then I think Utah is in that fourth or sixth place or something like that. Somewhere around those yeah, lines. Yeah, Washington's really expensive. Yeah. I might be looking into the Cherokee Village, Arkansas, 32000 for a house. Yeah. If you want to go back East Coast, it's super cheap. For real. But I'm excited for you, man. Appreciate you got, it. You got, <laughs> I mean, we talked a little bit before the show kind of like, I don't even know what words to put it, if it's manifesting or if it's, you know, just the positive thinking really is making an impact just on mentality and the mentality is driving all these amazing things. But 
you know, I really think that, like I said on the first episode we did, I really think that you're going to be something special, even more so than you are now in a short amount of time. I appreciate it. It means a lot because I, I just try and always stay as positive as possible. And it's not always easy, but it's like I've really like started coming into the law of attraction and it works. It's like, you know, the guru of law of attraction is Bob Proctor. And I was like, you know, looking into this and I was like, man, I wish I'd communicate with Bob Proctor. And then like two or three days later, he likes uh, one of my comments on Instagram. And I'm like, whoa, right. like what is going on and then like just before that like nasa liked two of my comments in like a week and i was just like what is going on so it's like anything is possible you just have to really sit down and focus and i think one of the things that's been helping me with that is yoga because like you really have to change your mindset like successful people they became successful because they changed their mindset. Like if you look into any of them, they say they start and end their day with meditation. Yep. You know, the amount of time might be different between each people, but it's always, they say at least five minutes or more. Meditation, journaling, yep. journaling's huge. Man, that's, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, what's that saying? Oh, man, I love it. Something like, something about those that take notes. I forget, but yeah, it's just, again, keeping it so simple, stupid, it's just like, you know, writing stuff down and manifest destiny. It's like, it you got to write down where you want to be and then how you're going to get there and then how to implement. Otherwise, it's just a dream, Yeah. but you can turn that dream into a reality if you actively, you know, take those steps forward. Again, baby steps, but you have to take a direction. And then you might get so far down the road and then be like, hey, this isn't what I really want to do. I want to do this. Pivot. You know, and then, and but it's never going to happen unless you start somewhere. But yeah. it's just like anything is possible. Anything you could think of is possible, you yeah. know, literally. Like, I, I think you could probably literally walk through the wall if you literally. <laughs> yeah, if you do it. If you it I mean, there's those Chinese monks that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They get in that zone. You know, so it's just like anything is possible. And, and it's like, you know, I, I haven't really meditated. I mean, I meditate over years, you know, myself. But to really sit down and get into yoga, I think it just helps open things up so much more. And so I'm trying to do it more often. I've been doing it once a week, every week since we've last met. I think I've been doing yoga now ever since we last met. I just started back then. So I've only been doing it once a week, but I've been doing it every week for two months and I notice and can feel a big difference. So I'm excited to start doing yoga eventually, you know, every day. You, so, you want to try something that I got put onto that's pretty interesting? Heck yeah. So I got challenged by a good friend of mine. I guess he's, he's kind of my mentor. He's been helping me with a lot of stuff, but positive affirmations. Heck yeah. And I'll be honest with you, when I first got told, he's like, just try it. I'm like, just give it like a couple months and see what happens. So what I do is I look in the mirror and I have like a list of things I say to myself. It's like, and it varies depending on the day, but it's like, I am wealthy. Yep. I am successful. Yep. I am motivated. I am positive. I am happy. I love myself. You know, I have integrity and I'll do this and I'll read through my list every morning, three times looking at myself right in the eyes. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, yoga is very about looking yeah. yourself in the eyes in the mirror if you can yeah. when you're doing things. So I'm on my third week. The first two weeks, I did not feel a thing. I was like, I felt awkward. I felt uncomfortable. I was just kind of like, why am I doing this? I am just about to finish my third week. There, There's something to it. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I, for the life of me, cannot explain to you guys what it is. I don't know why, if it's just like all the changes I've been making are kind of culminating and I'm trying to give it credit to something, but there's something to it where I feel like better about who I am right now more than I have for a long time. That's beautiful. Yeah, and that's how I've been feeling about yoga. I'm like, you know, I haven't done as much as I think I should, but it's like anything. I forget, uh, they say that to turn something into a habit, you have to do it, I think, like every day for like 31 days or something like that. But once you do that, then you create that habit that you wake up and you're used to it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's just like anything. It's like if you want to be a professional baseball player, if you want to be a professional writer, if you want to be a professional podcaster, whatever you want to do, just start doing it. Just be it. And get into that routine and get it because you've got to rewire your brain, you know, because like we said before, you're taught you got to go to college. you got to do this. you got to do that. It, this isn't the 50s and 60s anymore. This no. is 2021, you know? like You can be anything you want to be. You can do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> Heck, if you want to change your sexual orientation, you, you can. can yeah. You know, I mean... We live in a world where literally, like... I mean, fuck, we're going to be in Mars in, like, seven years. The <laughs> limit... We're so... We're so, like, there's and not much I hope much we don't limit. skip the moon because it's, like, it's it takes such a long time to get to Mars. I'm, like, dude, I hope we kind of, like, build an amusement park on the moon like Futurama. Dude, that'd be so sick. So, like, <laughs> on the weekend, be, like, hey, let's go to the moon, boy. <laughs> jumping around, driving around <laughs> in a little car. Floating around, just, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Wasn't that something that they've talked about is they want to do, like, commercializing, like. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, we went there, what, in the 70s and we've never been back, like. You know, the some conspiracy theories are sounding true. Like, why didn't we go back? <laughs> that would be so sick. Just be like floating around. On, you know, I don't, there doesn't even need to be any rides. I just want to be on the moon, just kind of for like real. Just a hotel around. that you could go in and hit the button and turn off the anti gravity. Yeah. You know, and the bed sheets are like you know stuck to the not stuck to where, you, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Everything's yeah, yeah. like proofed. So that it's just you floating around, you know? <laughs> you watch TV floating around upside down like, yeah, this is Vegas on the moon. <laughs> I'm going to throw a shot of whiskey and see if I can catch it in my mouth on the other side of the room. Like stand by the wall. Like, you know, like when you're in the pool, like Spider-Man and you yeah. push off. <laughs> be like, be like, pour a shot and push off and drink it. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. The first commercial flight around the moon will be late next year. Oh my gosh. Dude, around the moon? So you could see the hole? You could pay to go fly around the moon next year. Wow. Dude, we're, we're living in sci-fi. For real? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping in 2020 that we'd have our flying cars. Like as a kid, you know, I always thought 2020 was going to be the best year of my life. And in some ways it was. But in some ways, you know, obviously wasn't. But I'm just like, man, I'm waiting for the flying cars. And it's like, I know it's getting more close to being commercialized. I, I was reading that I think in Europe and next year, they're going to start having like their first like carport kind of like. Like hover cars? Yeah, thing kind of going on and stuff. And then you got your Teslas that, you know, drive themselves. So 
Um, you know, obviously it's scary, you know, think of a car driving itself or, or flying itself in the air, but... It'd be strange. Yeah, you know, because if it malfunctions or something, that's totally out of your control. But, yeah, I mean, we'll just see. But I'm I'm excited for the future. I think, uh, you know, it's anything. Reception is reality. So if you're scared of the pandemic or you're scared of, you know, murder rates or crime rates or anything, then, yeah, you're scared. But, you know, if you don't focus on, you know, the horrific side and, yeah, you plan for it or, you know, make a backup plan or whatever, but focus on the good, you know, and then that's what you're going to do. You know, if you, Absolutely. if you look good, you smell good, you feel good, then you do good. It's you know, it, as as simple as that sounds, it is so fucking true. For real, it, it, like I, a bottle of cologne just changes your life. Dude, for me, it's like you just I smell, smell good. good. I feel good. I, I think <laughs> one thing that I've noticed the older that I'm getting, like the things that we would consider like cliche statements, are the most true. For real, you know, and, and it's just I don't know. It's it's a fun time to be alive. For real. <laughs> well, let's hit on, so we talked GME, we dabbled a little bit about Iris Place, and then are you doing anything paranormal? I know it's tough in COVID land with your other, I forget what your paranormal team is called. Yes, Stone Paranormal. Um, my wife's a natural psychic medium, and she doesn't need like cards or palms or any of that. She can just, you know, read your, like get a message from an ancestor and you know, I know a lot of people think it's phony baloney, but, you know, I've seen her change people's lives every time she interacts with someone, you know, so, and we've, you know, we're not sitting there trying to make money off of it. We're just doing it because that's what we do, you yeah. know, but, um, but yeah, uh, we're, um, I think we just completed our third or fourth season and all together like on our youtube we have like over 147 episodes we were just looking at that have been completed now and uh several seasons of different shows but i think that show's now been three or four seasons and we're getting ready into planning this year um we're really trying i i really would like to see us get to skinwalker ranch from what i understand it's under new management um that could yeah. be yeah yeah it is yeah so um it seems like they're really open up to the community so i want to get in where i fit in um because we actually went out there one time a few years ago before they had bought up a lot of property and pushed the security stuff so it was harder to get towards the yeah ranch we went back when it was more public property you could see the ranch right there mm -hmm. and it was so amazing because we went to skinwalker.org and they tell you uh, the different kinds of things that you could likely experience and then the likelihood or percentage of you actually experiencing it. And we experienced almost everything on that website. It wasn't like, you know, so it planted something in our mind. No, like, like as soon as we got there, we got out of the vehicle and we heard that there was, you know, large electromagnetic fields. So we downloaded the apps on our cell phone and sure enough, we put it down there and it's, you know, it's something you can't imagine in your mind, Yeah. you know? And then next thing I know, we hear, uh, it sounded what, it sounded like two helicopters just chop, 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 chop and come closer, closer over our head and gone, but you didn't see it. Dude, I, <laughs> I still to this day, cause I, I've done a lot of the paranormal ventures around Utah and 
there's something weird about Skinwalker. Like, I don't know if I told you last time I was here. Like, I have a weird picture and a couple yeah. other things. But, dude, like, I always tell people, like, the one time I went up, like, I've gone up there f- five times total. And three of them, like, just kind of nothing crazy happened. One was the time we got the video and the picture that looks like something, some sort of weird creature. And then the other time, like, the whole time it just felt like if, like, someone was standing on my shoulders it felt like i was getting like pushed into the ground right. and i just i i don't know what it was like and i had been there before it wasn't my first time there i never felt it before but just that experience and it, like for the whole time i was there i just felt like like the best way i could explain it is if like like a six-year-old was just standing on me the yeah. whole time i was there and i'm like dude what is this I don't know. It's just, For real. The place is creepy. And now with modern technology and everything, it's so much funner and cooler because now you can see things that you could maybe have seen if you uh, paranormal investigated 10 years ago or even five years ago because, you know, technology is always advancing yep. and everything. So it's just so exciting because it's like, why fake shit? You know, if you don't catch anything, then it's just a documentary. And then when you sure. do catch shit, it's like, oh my this God, like this yep. is real. Like <laughs> That's how I look at it too is because like, I don't know. I'm sure you're familiar with Ghost Adventures. Oh, yeah. And I really think that for a long time, they were generating real shit. I think they were coming with real content. And now I'm worried that, like, are we getting real content from them? Right. Because now you have to produce so many shows a season. And if you don't get content five episodes, then what are you going to do for those five episodes? It, you know, weeks or whatever. It's that, hard for me to think that every time they go to a place, they capture something now. Yeah. You know, because that's like, I've, I've been to probably 40 different places, and I think I've only ever captured two things that are maybe something, and maybe is a stretch. So, like, I don't know. I, I like what you said, though. Like, it's either a documentary if you go and you don't find anything, or if you find something, it's like, hey, we got some evidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I love doing it. So yeah, like yeah, um, we should stay in touch because we should see if maybe we could do a joint thing for Skinwalker. I would love to for real because it's like I really want to do that, and then like I'd really like to go to Area Fifty One um, and camp out on some of the like surrounding areas because I heard you know if you're there for like a couple of days, like whether it's them testing or you know, the area or whatever that you're going to, you know, see something. But yeah. I'd like to do that because both of those are local. But there's um, this other place that's in another country. I forget the name of it right now. But it's like uh, this place that has a lot of orbs. And like anyone that goes there just automatically catches tons of orbs. Really? Like it's not a problem. But but yeah, it's again, like I'm really excited in the next like two years for us to start traveling like internationally. Like, Go cover, you know, something like a castle in England or something like. (laughs) Uh, Call sign monk. You're thinking of Dugway. Yes. Yeah, Dugway. I've been to Dugway like for real a dozen times now, trying to see if there's anything crazy going on. Couple times there's been weird shit. I'll be honest with you, my my good buddy who used to do this show with me, he has one of the weirdest experiences that I've ever heard. Okay, he went with my other buddy who's been on. It's Forrest and Chandler. If you guys know him, you know him. Um, they went out there one night to go hang out and like see if they could find anything in Dugway. And don't remember the time frame, but they were out there like 
And they showed up around midnight, and then like a couple hours into it, they both got really tired. And they had energy drinks, like they had Dick and Rockstars and stuff, and they he said they both fell asleep and woke up like 30, 40 minutes later, almost at the same exact time. Damn. It's weird, right? Like they didn't, they weren't going to bed, but they just like, he said like, it almost felt like, he's like, I can't really remember everything, but it kind of felt like we passed out. Damn. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just weird though. That's gotta be scary though, missing time. Be like, yeah. what happened in those 30 minutes or what people experience like two hours or yeah. a day or whatever. Like well, that's a UFO thing, right? It's like the, you miss time if you, it's like eight or seven seconds potentially if you or with like a UFOs around you because like magnetic fields or something. I don't know. It's it's all crazy world. But no, I would love to do a joint effort in Skinwalker, and then you know Area Fifty One would be a blast. For um, real. And I did storm Area Fifty One. Oh, you I went did? to that event. Yeah. Heck yeah! What was that like? It was. I don't know. It had a lot of potential. So the how it went down is we went out. Then we were driving out. And the first night that it was happening, we decided to go to Vegas and stay the night because we were tired and we didn't think anything was going on. But I guess that's when a lot of people were out there like, you know, having fun and partying. When we showed up, it was still pretty busy. They had like some uh, some sellers and some like booths set up and like Bud Light was out there and like Arby's and different like that. And they had a stage and they played music at night, but it was just kind of like a... It turned into like a festival. Heck yeah. You know, and we went up to the gates that were supposed to be stormed and, uh, you know, said what's up to the guards and they were all just kind of like, oh, what's up? Like they were, they were geared to the tits. Like they had machine guns and like ready to pop off if like something really happened. But they were all having a good time too. Like smiles and goofing around. And then it, it was fun. And I really wish that because that was 2019, I really, they all said that they were going to do it again next year in 2020, but I think with COVID, they probably just wasn't possible, and now I don't think that it's going to fall back. What I am bummed out about, and for reasons that I wish I could have like made like a video, Riley Reed showed up. And if you guys don't know who that is, she's a famous actress on The Hub, and it would have been super cool to have gotten like a video with her and been like, oh shit, like storming area 51 <laughs> with the hub model, you know, like it would have just been funny. For and real. That's great content. And that's again why you follow your dreams. Cause yeah. you go to follow your dream for one thing and then something else just yeah. comes in. Like I remember like going to watch my first Nicki Minaj concert and I worked so hard and paid so much money for front row tickets and a hotel and travel and everything. And and you can plan so much. But then when I got there, the girl that was sitting next to me was like, you really like her, huh? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm a groupie, I'm a roadie. Like I follow her, I know I can get to her and, and stuff like that. She's like, if you want to meet her, I'll help you meet her. Oh. Just, yeah, she's like, just follow me like two songs before the concert's over. And so like two songs before it was over, like she knew what, you know, this playlist was or whatever. Cause she had just, you know, been to her last show. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, all right, we gotta leave now. And I was like, all right. You know, and I trusted her and, and I followed her and she started talking to people and talk, got us to like where Nikki's bus was and stuff. And so we stood out there and 
we waited for about an hour, like probably like 20 minutes into a security guy came out and was like, oh, Nikki's already gone. Y'all are just wasting your time. And like five minutes later, this girl was like, oh my God, Nikki's on Instagram right now back there playing basketball. She's still here. And I didn't have an Instagram back then. That was the whole reason I even got on Instagram because uh, my friend, shout out to um, Tony Marie, T. Marie. She was like, yeah, if you create an Instagram account, uh, um, uh, help you follow Nikki and see if she'll follow you back and stuff. And so, um, you know, that that's how I even started my whole Instagram career was at Nicki Minaj's pink print, creating it, you know, during the concert, you know. <laughs> and then 55,000 followers later, that'd be rad. For real? <laughs> you know? And yeah, and, and then, you know, I ended up meeting her and everything. She uh, secured uh, this, this um, one um, gay gentleman was so beautiful and funny. He's just like, we got to pass the time. Let's start singing her songs. And he started singing one of her songs. And we ended up singing probably almost all her songs or something. Then we started repeating maybe like two of them or something. And then a security guard came out and was like, all right, Nikki's going to come out. And she'll hang out with y'all. But if y'all act like animals, I'm going to tell the driver to go. And so the, the gentleman was like, everyone shut the fuck up. Nikki's coming out. <laughs> And uh, and she came out and she hung out with us and took a group picture, and then sure enough, my phone died right as she was coming out. I got a oh. selfie of Nikki's car right behind me, but you couldn't see Nikki. So I'm like, man, no one's gonna believe me. And I'm like, I'm like, hopefully Nikki will post a picture because she always posts pictures of her and her fans, and especially took a group photo with her professional photographer. And I didn't see it for a few days, so I, I, I reached out to Tony, and she sent it to me, and I was like, bro, how does she have the picture? Like, the only right. people that had it was the photographer or Nikki. Chase your dream. <laughs> for real. She's about it. <laughs> and I was like, here you guys go that didn't believe me. There's Nikki, two people in front of me. Like, there's a security guard, then my friend, a female, and then me. And <laughs> there's Nikki Minaj. And, like, you can't even plan for that shit. but. No. But that's the thing is you follow your dream and it could end up 10 times better than you ever even imagined. Right. You went to the concert and you didn't have any expectation of being anywhere around her. And next thing you know, you have a beautiful picture of you, a friend, and Nicki Minaj within arm's reach. For know? real. And then we were hanging out with Ray Sherman before they oh, uh, blew up. Yeah, because they were opening for her. And so they're like, hey, you guys want chicken and pizza? They'd ordered a shitload of chicken and pizza and shit. And we're like, hell yeah. You know? <laughs> so dumb. For real. Uh, it's Pink says, if you like gun shit, I'm Pacific Pink Pinker on IG. Love the stream, guys. And following, yeah, you've been following for a long time. Thank you for the love, man. Heck yeah. And someone said off topic, but what is Iris Place? It's uh, our uh, restaurant, West Jordan, Utah. 3961 West, 9000 South. We got over 85 different kinds of coffee, 85 different kinds of tea, and 200 over 200 different boba flavors. Yep. <laughs> I've been dabbling more and more into the, the boba. For it's... real, we even got the casky. Because <laughs> <laughs> he came in and he was like, what's your favorite drink? And I was like, the Elvis, because it tastes like peanut butter and jelly and banana, like his favorite sandwich. So he was like, all right, let me try that. And he's like, I never had one before. And it, and uh, and it blew his mind. He was like, "Man, this tastes like peanut butter and jelly and banana." So, <laughs> but we gave him extra peanut butter and we put some caramel in it. You know, made it a little bit different, a little bit you know sweeter and stuff. And so we're like, now it's on the menu. Like, hey, you can have the Elvis or the Caskey or the 420 B Boy. Shout out 
local rap group. We got them a custom made bobo. I was in, we were talking a little bit earlier. I was interviewing a marijuana plant. We did their uh, global world premiere at our restaurant and their fans came in every minute for like five hours. It was like, wow. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things that I've ever laughed at. <laughs> was you interviewing the fucking marijuana plant. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Like, damn, this guy will interview anything, <laughs> an inanimate object. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just dropped a follow on you. Your page is pretty dope. Love it. Heck yeah, that's what's up. Who doesn't like a little bit of guns? They're fun. Fun to go shoot. For real. <laughs> I love guns. I don't advocate gun violence, but, no. but definitely, you know, protecting yourself and your family. And, and it's a fun hobby to get into. For real. Shooting is challenging and it's a lot of fun to learn like i'm a i'm bad at shooting but it's just so fun and it's a stress relief for sure oh for real for, for real sure <laughs> well shit man where else can everyone find you like aside from um what you just plugged where else can people follow you find your content and you know where can people go show you love heck yeah i appreciate it yeah um uh just check out our social medias we're on facebook instagram TikTok and Snapchat as Grill Mafia Entertainment LLC, our website, our groups. Um, and yeah, we're just always, you know, filming and covering stuff. If you need um, any production needs, if you need music videos shot, if you need help with managing or boosting your social media, um, we help put you in front of our audience and, um, and just there's all kinds of stuff we offer now basically what i've been telling people right now is we got the blueprint if you want to be famous in any industry whether it's the music industry the financial industry like if you want to be a ted talk speaker or do a google talk if you want a book written about you and be a new york times bestseller um anything you could want we can offer and take care of and and I say we have the blueprint. We we don't just get you in you know high publications and interviews. Like we have a reason for it, and you know where we want to get you within um, eight to twelve months. But you know basically you know whatever you know industry you want to be well known in, we can help make that happen. You know with pretty much any kind of budget. Obviously you know you want to spend more than a couple hundred dollars sure, a month, but you know anywhere you know between. You know, a couple hundred dollars a month to three or four thousand a month. You know, the more you invest in yourself, the quicker you'll get there. So, absolutely. Yeah, anyone that needs any help, you know, with anything uh, entertainment industry related, or like I said, whether you're in the financial industry, in the um, food industry, anything you want to be well known in, um, we can help make that happen at GME. Uh, if you're thirsty or hungry, come to our restaurant. <laughs> We're gonna be doing music festivals soon oh, with so a combination exciting. of, you know, with all that too. So we'll be the official drink sponsor and and all that. So there's just a lot of great things coming up this summer. Um, just stay tuned. You know, we'll, we're gonna be getting back to having art uh, classes and art nights at the restaurant, doing charity events. Um, hope to see y'all at my birthday bash this weekend and uh i can't wait to announce the new artists oh, that I are know. signed to our production company i'm so excited and um 
you know, can't wait. We're going to be working on an American tour and then um, an international tour. So, yeah, everything's just getting bigger and better. If you want to, you know, join the team, we got a brand new intern that just started today. Um, so, you know, we're always looking to uh, help bring on people and help them network and build up their resume so they can, you know, come into this and start getting paid and having experience and contacts and all that. So, yeah, you know, we're uh, uh, a big family with our production company. Absolutely. So we're always trying to grow and add more beautiful people to it. So <laughs> I like what it's pink says, and we can close out on that hustle. A true American doesn't work for others. He works for himself in the purest or in the pursuit of helping others. For real. Heck yeah, that's beautiful. Yep, I couldn't agree more. For real. <laughs> um, I'm going to close out with my ad read. For those of you who've been following for a long time, the podcast is sponsored now. Which for is super real. exciting. Congratulations for on thank that. Thank you. Thank you. That's a beautiful accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a long time coming and it's. Uh, it felt good to finally secure a sponsor for the show and, you know, take that direction. Hopefully it will lead to bigger and better things. But Exactly. Dreams, guys, they come true if you work at them. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Again, uh, this episode was sponsored by Hepius, the number one place to go for premium CBD. It's not going to break the bank. It's locally owned and sourced here in Utah. It's safe for work, meaning there's no THC. Um, they have something for everyone, and I even have right here my personal one, the number two, Broad Spectrum. It's amazing. It's a daily use. I'm going to continue to buy it even if I'm not sponsored. Um, head over to happiestmed.com. That is H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. Thank you, everyone, for watching live and everyone on the back end, and I'll catch you guys next week.